Welcome everybody to Bleacher Brawls. We have a special edition Stripes episode. It's the Domingo Herman perfect game. Um, all Yankees fans are so pumped right now. We're excited. It was just an awesome, awesome game to watch. I'm here with Michael. We're ready to just talk about it, include every, you know, review the game, go over it, thoughts, and just bask in, enjoy in Domingo Herman's perfect game. Something that's only happened 24 times in Major League Baseball history, but four times for the Yankees. So, um, Going right into it, Michael, we were talking about it before. Um, everybody kind of picked up the game at the different time um, or different moments. Why don't you tell your story about how you kind of caught, got caught into the game? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say I had it on uh, mute on my phone. I was watching a show with my girlfriend, so I had it on mute, um, you know, paying attention. But, like, obviously, like, you miss a few at-bats. You miss, you know, even at, like, a half inning or whatever, and you really just don't really know, like, what's going on until like I luckily was like looking at my phone when I got an ESPN update that, you know, said like, you know, the main mom perfect through six or whatever it was. And I was like, Oh, we got to pause. We got, I think we were watching like sons of anarchy or something. We have, I was like, we have to pause this. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was cool though. I mean, like I've never personally seen like for some reason, like even when I'm watching a Yankees game, like I've never seen like a no hitter. I never watch. I like, I never get to actually watch it. You know what I mean? Like I always see the highlights and stuff like that. So like, you know, I was watching a little bit, but then like, I even want, like, I feel like I watched half the game for real. So like, I don't know. It was cool to see. It was like, his, I mean, it's definitely historic. I mean, 24 in history, you know, like I think the last one was in like 2012. So like, you never know when the next time you're going to be able to see that again. So it was cool, especially that I was a Yankee. Yeah, man, it was same thing. I kind of wasn't like I had, you know, I think I got a notification about Stanton's home run, but I was putting my kids to bed. So they finally get to bed and I sit down to turn on the game. It's fifth inning. And, you know, obviously it's one, two, three inning. And I, you know, I kind of have my phone and I'm like, I'm paying, half paying attention, but I hear Ryan Rucco mention like no base runners allowed. I'm like, wait a second. Did I just hear that right? And you check your phone. And sure enough, man, like he had like he had a perfect game going. Still early, so it's like, all right, well, I'm not gonna get too excited. But man, every single inning, like just like it was so tense. Like I was feeling so tense, like so into it. I could only imagine what the players were thinking. What was it like as you were watching the game? I have to imagine. What do you do? Do you like pace? Do you sit there and like twiddle your thumbs? Like, how do you handle the tension in situations like that? <laughs> I'm a uh well, I, I was going to say, I think I bite my nails on the regular regardless, so I don't think it takes a nervous situation for me to just start biting my nails. But I'm a knee shaker, like, especially, like, I was sitting down on the couch, so, like, you know, like, I'll, I'll shake the whole house, if, if especially, like, the deeper he was getting. So um, it was cool, though. There was a few times, like, I remember watching um, – I don't know. I, I'm obviously, like, a huge Anthony Rizzo fan. So there was a few plays he made. I was, like – I mean, not – the average first baseman, you know – ruins that perfect game right there like he, he dove I remember he dove I think it was like the fifth or fifth inning or something like he dove for a ball um you know a hard hit ball that you know like I said he caught it uh threw it to the first base I mean I don't know it was a pretty good game for him obviously he's picking up steam it, it was a very uh I don't know it was the last three days I guess for Yankees I know we were playing you know a bad team but kind of needed it especially after the way the first game went yeah the fielding I I did I, Sorry, I'm getting tongue-tied there, trying to get all the words out at once. That was an awesome play by Anthony Rizzo. It's just a nice, sweet backhand, and 
saved the play, had got the runner, you know, was able to throw him out with plenty of time. Uh, there weren't a lot of real plays in that game where you were holding your breath. I mean, I was, there was the one play with Stanton in right field where he had to go back on the ball and he caught it kind of awkwardly. And it, I mean, Stanton's a good enough fielder, but it was just like one of those plays that could have gone wrong. And honestly, it's a play where Stanton could have got hurt, I guess, but we're glad he didn't. Uh, and then there was a few really hard hit balls. And I saw, I thought Donaldson fielded pretty well at third base for as horrible as he's been fielding. And for as much as I criticized the guy, uh, there was a couple hard hit balls, especially the last hit 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 ball of the game. Like that was a rocket. And I got to give him credit. I think he fielded a really good game. So Herman probably owes a couple guys dinner, you know, maybe he's paying, picking up the tap for dinner uh, tonight. Yeah. I was going to say that, like you said, Donaldson, the way he, I, he honestly had a, good series um you know not necessarily by like you know uh and former mvp standards but like the way he's been playing i was you know he he, he didn't do as bad as he's been playing uh, but you're right like i felt like half the balls that were hit were to third base you know whether it was a slow roller or a hard hit he he played well um a few of volpe played well there's like the ones that get me nervous especially this season um because like the yankees have looked terrible offense or defensively, I should say, as of late. Um, so, like, when they're, like, halfway hit between center and short and you have Anthony Volpe backing up, Harrison Bader sprint, like, because you, like, I don't know, just, like, they seem like they haven't necessarily worked out the kinks. Obviously, Anthony Volpe's a rookie, so, like, you know, he's he's got to, like, learn the timing with a center, you know, center fielder and stuff like that. But those make me nervous. I saw, like, two, at, least, at minimum, two of those where, you know, you never know who's calling it, who's going to get it last minute. I know the wind picks up down there in Oakland too, especially like towards the end of the night when the sun goes down. So that obviously plays a factor. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I I think the thing that we haven't even mentioned yet that most impressed me was he did it in under nine or under a hundred pitches. That was crazy. Like, it's just to think about thinking about that. I think they said the last guy to do something like, just to throw a shutout in under 100 pitches was Greg Maddox, or maybe he did it the most time, but I know his name was associated with that because they were calling it like a Maddox game. And anytime you're getting compared to Greg Maddox, shoot, you did something right. And you're absolutely right. That was, and that's something else, right? So 99 pitches, perfect game. You think this game would have gone so fast. This game dragged on for hours, like, you know, like pitching change, uh, the Oakland pitcher getting hurt. Like the 20-minute or 30-minute uh, fifth or sixth inning where the Yankees were hitting, where Herman's just sitting there to a point where to go out to the bullpen. Like, it's just – it cracks me up because what should have been like a two-and-a-half-hour game, it's a perfect game. It should have been fast. And we I was up until 11.30. Everyone on the East Coast was up until 12.30. It's just, um, it's just kind of funny and ironic how that one worked out. Yeah, I mean, and you, like I said, like 99, 99 pitches, I, I think 72 strikes. Um, he was he was great, but like you said, like the finally the the Yankees showed some offensive life without Aaron Judge, and you know they kind of did their part at least. So that that obviously helps too when you're throwing a no, uh, you know, a game like that is like you don't have to worry about it being a close game. You just go out, be aggressive. Um, his curveball was crazy. Um, that was obviously the strikeout pitch. And then I didn't really notice it, but I was listening to the stats. They said he like made an adjustment, I guess, like in the sixth or seventh inning to it. Like they kind of changed it to more of like a changeup style. Didn't have as much movement but that really, I guess, took carried him through the, through the rest of the game. So it was crazy. 
Yeah, like one thing I thought that during that game, because his curveball was filthy, like you said. And I'm trying to pull it up now for how many first pitch strikes he had. Because he was it seemed like it was first pitch, it was 01, 01, every at bat. And 16. then 16, there you go, right? So it just, I mean, it was 01, oh, so many at bats. And then there was that moment, I think it was in the eighth inning, where a ball rolls out into the field from the bullpen, because of course, because it's Oakland and all, everything is going, they could go wrong. The Hamper Hermann's perfect game is going wrong. And you see, he like falls behind an account right away. It's like, oh no, what's going to happen here? And then he just snapped right back into it, which I think says a lot about his focus. Like he was out of his groove, but he snapped back into his groove after like two pitches. And Again, the next batter, I think, is either first pitch strike or first pitch out. And it was he was just right back on it. And to be that locked in, to see that moment when that happened, that one was when I realized, oh, wow, like he's got a real chance that like this happened. This is because I was trying to temper my expectations. But when he was showed how locked in he was in that moment, I doubt to me was the moment for me where I realized, wow, like, I think he's going to do it. Yeah, and I, I'm with you, man. There was a point, and I think it was that eighth inning where I was like, "Are they are they trying to throw him off? Like, are they what's going on here?" Because like it felt like you know they step out of the box. I think the one guy calls timeout before the first pitch, so I'm just like, "Some, you know, what I mean, like obviously, like you don't want to go down in history as a team that got you know pitched a you know perfect game." But so I get it. But in the same breath, I like I, I remember standing up like, "This is this is getting a little funky now." But um, you're right, though. Like, his focus was great. I will say there was a point in the ninth inning. I think the ninth inning, all three batters. Like, usually when he's facing, you know, a batter, he's staring him, you know, dead straight in the center. You know, that's the that's the money shot that they, they always go to him. He's, you know, staring straight at you. But in the ninth, I felt like he was, like, kind of, like, looking down. I don't know. Like, in, in the moment, I was like, man, is it is he just nervous? Is he kind of like, you know, he's just trying to, like, muster it up or whatever it is. But then now I'm thinking of, like, maybe he was just ultra-focused. Like, he was just, like, in a different zone. He was, like, trying to shut out all the noise because, I mean, you you saw, like, the ninth inning. It, I mean, Yankees and A's fans are cheering him on. So, um, it, was, it was kind of like an electric atmosphere. Yeah, that was one of the least attended – perfect games of all time man there's so many empty seats in the open coliseum and i was wondering that i thought to myself is it like is it oakland fans cheering too or is it only yankee fans in that stadium so i had no idea in the moment obviously there were a few Oakland jerseys there but it seemed like it was like it had almost like it felt like a home game. Like I, I don't want to say the Yankee Stadium feel because it wasn't that loud, but it definitely felt like he was like the home team. You know, and that must that was pretty cool too. How how nervous were you? I think it was like the second batter in the eighth. Uh, he he was like down three one, I think, and then eventually got it to a full count or whatever it was. Um, it was Bride. Uh, what's um, I forget his name, but. Uh, Bride is, is his last name for the A's, and I—that I, was the point where I was like, "Man, is this? Did this just all go for nothing? Did he just lose it? Did it get to him?" But he pulled it out. I think it was a—I think a, a ground ball or a fly out. But that's yeah. the one point I got nervous. Yes, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel the same point where it was kind of like, "Oh, is he going to lose it?" And he just got it right back. Um, yeah, I was pacing at that point because I'm a pacer. Uh, actually, Luke and I are both pacers. So we would watch games together in college, and that was in 2003, like 
that 2003 playoffs specifically, and Yankees Red Sox are playing each other, and the two of us are pacing around our living room watching the game, rooting for opposite teams, and we both were like had wiffle ball bats, so like you, like you could hit the couch if you needed to, or I have a like these squishy like stress balls or like baseballs I'll like throw against the wall or I'll throw against stuff. Cause like, I just have to keep moving. I can't like, so I'm pacing, I got the ball or I have a wiffle ball bat. Like that's how I handle the stress of those situations. So yes. In that moment, I was just pacing around the room. Like, Oh my God, like this is, it's getting close, but shoot, man, he, he just, like you said, so locked in. It was just something, something else to watch. Sounds like uh, I know in Ohio, they got those, um, they're called rampage rooms mm-hmm. where you can like basically go in and like, they give you like, you know, whatever it is, a bat or, you know, a stick and they have like all this, like, you know, plastic and glass set up and you just go smash around just to release some stress. sounds like that's what you guys were kind of doing. Yes. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'd love to do something like that. Like <laughs> we can get off topic for a minute. Just recently, like last summer, I went on a work trip where we did axe throwing, and that was sweet. I'd never done anything like that before. I would love to do it again. Have you ever gotten to do axe throwing? I haven't. It's it, it became kind of like big out here, or at least they put – there was a couple like uh, spots that opened up that did it around here. Um, I haven't done that. Um, I got into um, – it's like uh, – you know like what cornhole is? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So you do that, but like instead of like – like um, it's like with – footballs and bowling pins it's crazy it's called uh foaling or something like that so that's what i kind of been getting into around in ohio oh nice i i love any kind of competitive game like that like drinking game like where you're just hanging out outside in anything like with a wall cornhole like that game i'm sure i'd love um beer pong obviously when i was younger i'd love to play beer pong now shoot me and luke could probably still go at it so yeah i, I love games like that um Anyway, so back to Herman. Like, uh, one thing I wanted to kind of point out because I heard I was listening to sports radio this morning, DPH and Rothenberg on ESPN New York, and people were calling in trying to downplay this. Like, oh, it's well, they it was a perfect game against the Oakland Athletics. Okay, okay, give me a break. That's there, people are saying, oh, it's like a little league team. Like, no, like there's still a major league team, there's still some good players on there, and it's not like they're getting no, like it's not like if you'd say like, well, this is the seventh perfect game against Oakland Athletics this year, then that's one thing. But um, I think it's just such cheap shots to try to downplay it like that. I don't know if you've heard anything talk like that or any like want to brag on people for saying talking like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of used to it. Obviously, like I'm sure you are too. Being a Yankee fan outside of New York, you're kind of like you know the punching bag at times. Um, so I've definitely heard of, I think that just haters, uh, you know, like obviously like dude, this doesn't happen every day. He, you know, it, it, even when the, um, you know, they had that sticky stuff problem. I mean, like, I think they, that was the most that happened in a year. So that was kind of like a, an anomaly, but like that, that doesn't count, you know, they're in the three in 162 games that all the teams play. So like this doesn't happen very often. Um, these are professional hitters. Like they they get paid millions of dollars to hit a baseball. Like you have to be pretty good at that for, you know, you to be able to do that in life. So I didn't really pay it. No mind. I obviously you hear it. I, I think even when the good thing is, is like when you see like on TV, the ESPN analysis and stuff, like no one really paid it any real mind. I didn't hear anyone like on TV saying like, Oh, it was against the A's. Like, I think it was just more like the Twitter, you know, the regular common fan and stuff like that. 
Yeah, it was angry Mets and Red Sox fans trying to downplay <laughs> that. That's what yeah. it was. A bunch but, of burner accounts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably a couple guys on the athlete on the A's themselves. Oh, it was just the A's. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin Durant has the burner account. He just threw it out there anyway, right? Uh so uh, the other thing that was funny. So last night, um, Joey on the Red Sox side, who you still got to meet, and I definitely I think you'll like Joey a lot. Uh, he suggested he texted during the game saying oh, someone needs to uh, teach the A's how to bunt. So what are your thoughts on that? Because that's controversial because there's a case for it and there's a case against it, bunting in a no-hitter or even a perfect game. And I would love to hear what you think about that. I mean, yeah, I, uh... It's one thing if you're if you're doing it to like you know, like I said, I, I get both cases on the offensive side. You, no one wants to be the team that got you know pitched a perfect perfect game. Like you go down in history. I mean, I'm the type of person that definitely looks up to see who's on that team ten years from now. Just you know, just to see if there's any names that ring a bell. You never know. Some of these guys can lead a team in a few years to a you know championship, and then that's something you're gonna remember about them. So no one wants to be that team. I, I'm also a fan of bunting. Like if you can do it, it's a great tool. Like small ball is, I think having a little comeback in the MLB, the Yankees have obviously kind of gotten back to it a little bit. Um, when they get on base, they're pretty good at it, especially, you know, these last two, three years, I think we've been in the top five stolen bases. So um, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I think if you can do it, you should, you should definitely do it. Um, but I don't know. I, I Like what, Anthony Rizzo, when you start bunting against him, is literally five feet away from the batter. So, like, you have to go the other way to it. The second baseman just runs the first. Like, you know, good luck. Unless you run under a, you know, a, a five-second 40, you're not beating that out. So, Right. So, I am definitely not – like, I'm a – like, if you can bunt and you can get on base, like, that's great. Like, in this situation, I'm not really a fan of it because it is kind of – I don't know. There's something about it. It's not very American, right? Like you want to go out there and like, I'm going to prove that I can beat you. And bunting is, seems kind of like in this scenario only seems like a cheap way to go about it. I think. And that's just why I think that's what holds people back in that situation because they don't want to be like that guy. Uh, but you made a great point. Like Anthony Rizzo, if you're bunt, you can't really bunt on Anthony Rizzo. Donaldson was having a game last night out in the field. He was flashing the gloves. So I would have trusted him to feel the bunt. Herman's a pretty athletic guy, and you've seen him field balls like off the mound. And Higashioka is a really good catcher. So I think in that scenario, there's a good chance Bunning really wouldn't have helped because you had four really good fielders that would have been in position to field the ball. And with DJ LeMahieu covering first base, so you know he's going to catch that ball. So um, I think the Bunning at Bunning might have been taken off the table last night because I don't think it would have worked. So, yeah, I mean, in an everyday season game, if Anthony Volpe bunts to lead off a game, gets on first base, steals second, I'm really happy. I love that. In this scenario, though, yeah, I think I would definitely look down on someone for bunting. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're all they're all athletes, too. They've been competitive their whole life. So, like, I'm sure none of those guys, like, even really want to do that anyways. I mean, obviously, there might be one that – and like I said, you have to be good to get away with it. You have to be fast. So, I mean – we're talking about a very small percentage of people that are even possibly considering it. But I mean, if you're a competitive guy, like you want to hit a home run, your team's down five, eight, 10 runs, you know, playing this game, you're not trying to bunt when you're down that, you know, that many runs. But um, 
on the flip side, like I said, like sometimes all you need is a little momentum. You get a guy to bunt, get a you know, get a base, steal, have him steal. Another guy hits him hole. I don't know. I'm I'm a, like you know, if the Yankees did it, I would defend it. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, right? If the Yankees bunted to broke up a no hitter, I would not have a problem with it. <laughs> so the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about uh, was. Um, combined no hitters um, because that's kind of what the what we've seen over the past couple of years was the combined no hitters and obviously so you don't know this about me um, in 2003 the Yankees got no hit at Yankee Stadium by six different Astros pitchers I was at that game it was the worst game of my life I hated it I was bet, like, I was up on my feet cheering for Hideki Matsui to get a hit in the final at bat because I did not want to see the Yankees get no hit at home by six different pitchers for a, a Houston Astros, which were a joke team. They're still a joke team now because they're cheaters, but they're a joke team back then because they were even more of just a joke team. And it was the worst game of my life. So I think that's really ruined me for combined no hitters because there was one when I was a kid. There's a couple when I was a kid, one or two, but I remember like, um, I think the Blue Jays no hit some no the Baltimore Orioles no hit the Blue Jays with four pitchers and I thought that was a cool thing then. Um, then that game happened that I went to it was the worst experience one of the worst experiences of my life the worst baseball experience of my life. Um, so I, I don't like combined no hitters. But do you find them? Is there any? Is it impressive for you that like you could have that many pitchers working on the same day, or do you view it more as just a lineup failing? Um, what are your thoughts on combined no hitters? Um, I think it's case by case. I mean, like, there's definitely like times where, like, I mean, I hate to say it because I know the Astros have done it to the Yankees maybe a few times. Um, like that, it's just like I don't know. Like, you know, there, there's great offenses that get combined no hitters. That like all you could do is tap, tip your cap. I mean, pitchers have it someday. When you get a group of them to have it in the same day, that's a good pitching staff. It's good coaching. It's good. Everything. I mean, like good rest. So like if you can rest your, you know, you got to rest your bullpen to have them do that kind of stuff. So you obviously have to have good hitters. And I think it's just good. So like good signs, if you can do that, especially like multiple times in a season. So um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm always impressed. Like I'm a stat guy. So like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if I see it, I'm going to pay attention. I want to know who did it because I'm always looking to, make the Yankees better if they're available in the off season. I want to know like, Oh, that guy was a part of this note, you know? Um, so that's how I kind of feel about it, but I don't know. I know some people are down on it. It's obviously not as impressive as this one guy doing it, but I think it's something to be said to have like a pitching room or a pitching staff to kind of be like all on it. Yeah. Oh man. It's just, it, it, that is a fair point. But I, they, but at the same time, all I can remember is that drive home after that game, just being so quiet. Like, God, that sucked. That was a horrible game. I can't believe we just spent money to watch that. Like, I, yeah. I, there was nothing enjoyable about that game. Um, so yeah, just all in all, though, back to Herman. Awesome game. I'm so happy I got to see it. I was exhausted all day today because, like I said, I'm old. Like, when I was your age, I could. I was the same thing. I was a night owl. I had no problem staying up and then getting up early. Now it's a lot harder now that I'm, you know, in my 40s. So uh, it was a rough day today, but worth it. Unquestionably, my wife asked me, like, how are you holding up? I'm like, oh, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I absolutely would do it 100, 100 times. If you gave me the option to do it 100 times again, I'd choose it every single time. I would – 
don't regret it at all. So it was a good day. It was fun to listen to sports radio. It was good to talk about this, to hang out with you. I enjoyed watching the um, the highlights again. I'll probably watch the condensed game. So it was just all a great day. Michael, what are your any final thoughts? Anything else you want to say about the whole um, – about Herman and his game or anything else you wanted to add? No, no, just, uh, like, congratulations, obviously. Um, also to Kyle Higashiosha, who uh, caught this perfect game, and then I think it was 2021 or something like that, Corey Kluber's no-hitter. Uh, so, like, this guy's, you know, obviously got some stories to tell when he when he retires, so that's kind of cool. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the go, go Yanks, the 21 runs in the last two games. I think it took – I think the last time, you know, you have to go back nine games for us to add up to 21 runs before that, so – um, hopefully good signs, you know, good things to come. Yeah, definitely. That's a great point. I can't believe we didn't even think to mention Higashioka. And I love what the Yankees are doing with their catching situation now. Where they got two really, really good catchers, and they're just kind of, don't worry about the offense, just do what you do as a catcher. And I think they're getting the best out of the pitching staff. And, I mean, Higashioka absolutely did it last night. So it was just so cool. Uh, I'm glad we got to hang out and talk about this. It was um. And, yeah, I'm glad. I hope everybody listening just enjoy it, um, take in the moment, something you get to see every day. So I'm just happy we all got to enjoy that. So congratulations again to Domingo Herman, Kyle Higashioka. And um, quick story, we are recording this on Zoom because our Riverside account is being taken over by the Red Sox fans right now because the last place Red Sox, they're not the first place Red Sox, they're the second place. They're the last place Red Sox. What do you got to talk about? They, their pitcher took a no-hitter into the seventh, eighth inning tonight, and they still lost the game. So they should be the ones on Zoom, and we should be the ones taking Riverside. But I guess we're gentlemen. We have integrity, and we're just better people. Um, but that goes without saying when you're a Yankees fan. So I'm John. This is Michael. And, again, uh, I, it was a great night, and congrats to Domingo Herman.